0: There is only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us.
1: Hi guys, this is Claire Kramer, a.k.a. The Great Glorificus, and you are listening to the Buffy Back Issue
0: Welcome to the Buffy Back Issue Bed. the show where we go through all the Buffy and Angel comics that are canon chronologically. I'm Emily. Oh, I'm Zach. Yeah. Sorry, you were looking at me because I kind of tripped over one word. Because you stumbled and then I was just waiting (laughs) for you to introduce yourself. Oh, sorry. Hey. It's
1: been a while since we've done this, so we're a little out of practice. (laughs) They don't
0: need to know. (laughs) (laughs) They don't need to know the truth.
1: Because our lives have been a little nuts. Sorry. I guess in your world, we've been right on schedule.
0: Yeah, how well we started the show, we were a whole ten weeks ahead of. Goodness (laughs) gracious. And less now, far less. yes. I told you I wanted to build up the, there's a reason we built up that buffer. Yes, there was. Because we have used almost every inch of it.
1: Yes, we have. It has been
0: We're doing one tomorrow today. <laughs> We're gonna get back on track. Uh,
1: guys, life is crazy. Eh. eh? You don't think it's crazy? We'll survive. The only reason we had a chance to do this because I had a snow day.
0: <laughs> I know, and my immediate thought was, ooh, podcast. Alright, let's do this episode. We are doing Buffy season ten old demons issues 16 through 20 yeah we never actually identify that we just always just kind of power on through show's almost over i guess now's the time to bring it up
1: <laughs> now it's time to start that trend i kind of forgot that they have individual issues because i've only ever read them like this so in my head like they just are they are these trades
0: all right credits for this arc issues one through three are written solely by Christos Gage, along with Issue 5. Issue 4 is going to be co-written by Christos Gage and Nicholas Brendan. Art for 1 through 4 is by uh, series regular Rebecca Isaacs. And Issue 5 is by regular fill-in artist Megan Levins. So there you go. And this is a biggie. We've been waiting for this one for a while. Since the end of Season 8.
1: Has it really been that long?
0: Since everyone's seen each other,
1: yeah.
0: Or at least since Angel and Buffy have seen each other. You know, the important ones. But if you don't remember, there's a big old demon that's the start of Angel and Spike's lineage that's been sending them bad, bad dreams of them killing things, and they think they're going crazy. Maybe he's just trying to put them under the thrall.
1: His name is Arceus.
0: Yeah, and Angel is coming from across the pond to help with the problem.
1: Yes, they call an Angel, and Angel does not actually bring any other help besides himself like he has a lot of help at his disposal but instead he's just like i'm just gonna come over myself
0: yeah helpful angel and we open up this arc with buffy and angel looking into the demon archaeus it's identified that he is not an old one buffy and giles what did i say angel i just want to get there
1: (laughs) we'll get there soon enough but right now it's just buffy and giles okay
0: buffy and boy giles
1: i was gonna say baby giles
0: like Boy George. Is that a singer? Yes.
1: Songwriter? Does he have an earring?
0: I imagine Boy George has an earring.
1: Is he not the same person as George Michael? Boy George Michael. Can they be one person?
0: So, oh so different. <laughs> so different. Really? Oh yes. Oh. Okay. Are they both singer songwriters? I don't know if Boy George writes his own stuff. I assume he does, but what do I know?
1: Oh, that's right, George Michael did. That's it's sad.
0: Ah um, and Boy George is flamboyant to say the least.
1: What about George Michael?
0: Not that flamboyant. Okay. Oh, well,
1: there
0: you yeah. go. Weird thing to talk about. Are they both
1: British?
0: We're moving on. We don't... This, take that this as is, yes. This isn't the Boy George podcast.
1: Boy George George Michael. Boy George Michael.
0: Buffy and Giles are talking about Archaeus. That's right. And they discover that he isn't an old one, but he's just a demon who's trying to break in through another barrier, or he has broken through, and they're confused by this because they put up those spells in the new magic book that all the barriers were going to be Super duper strong, heavily reinforced.
1: Yes, I also <clears> like <throat> that Giles has a cup of tea just sitting beside him while he looks at scrolls.
0: And Buffy is drinking a soda, which is a lie.
1: Why is that a lie?
0: Because Buffy hasn't drank soda ever.
1: Maybe she likes it now. People's tastes change.
0: Yeah, but if you like soda, your body changes too.
1: Wow, well, harsh. Okay, true. Not always true. Not always true.
0: Don't drink soda. It's bad for you.
1: I don't like soda. I don't like the carbonation. The bubbles are gross. That'd be
0: like the one thing I would like about soda. The bubbles are gross. But everyone's a little bit on edge for Angel's arrival. Spike wants to leave because the last time that Buffy and Angel saw each other, they started having sex in space in the first five minutes.
1: Yeah. That was a weird (laughs) moment.
0: I love it. I love it every time they bring it up. And I love that we even get like a background. Like, remember that time they had sex in space? And Xander's concerned about seeing Angel because the last time Xander saw Angel, he beat him up a lot over Giles' dead body.
1: Yeah, except that Angel can beat up Xander a lot more now.
0: He usually can.
1: usually can. So if I were Xander, I wouldn't really be that like worried about Angel being...
0: I'm sure Angel could have also beat him up in that moment too, just chose not to.
1: Probably, yeah. But, I mean, anyway.
0: And Spike decides to be hot-headed. He's a loose unit, this one.
1: Wow. Where is your vocabulary (laughs) coming from?
0: I don't know. Why? 1973? (laughs) Yes. He's going to run off and try and take on Arceus himself. And Giles is like, no, you fool. You'll be killed immediately. And Buffy talks him down. And she's like, hey, everything's going to be fine. We're all just going to hang out and no one's going to do anything bad that's going to be dramatic or upsetting.
1: And she's casually doing this in the weapons closet. Which is a funnier place to do this than you'd think.
0: Yeah, because Dawn comes in and she goes, "Uh uh-huh, I see you were grabbing that metal grate and have now twisted it into a funny little ball.
1: (laughs) You might want to sort that out before Angel comes. (laughs) Yeah,
0: she was just squeezing it really hard while talking calmly to Spike, which is funny. And then Willow arrives and goes, hey, everybody, look what the bat dragged in. Don't understand that line. Why is it not a cat? Is it a bat because he's a vampire? I don't know. I don't like it.
1: Is it something to do with her being a witch? I didn't understand it.
0: I don't like that bad thing. And Angel comes in. So I guess we have to be in Willow, Buffy, and Don's apartment because he goes in without an invitation. So I guess Willow did it ahead of time. I guess so. It's not really important. Never really thought about it until just now. I never thought now. about it
1: until right now either. But
0: I was saying it out loud.
1: Or maybe their verbal invitation over the phone counted.
0: Well, I just talked to Spike. Anyway. I guess he would have had to have talked to Willow like, hey, my flight's getting in at this time.
1: Yeah, for her to come pick him up.
0: And the room is silent as everyone looks at to Angel and Buffy. Angel goes in and does, you know, he likes to say people's names. Just goes Buffy.
1: And he goes in for the handshake while Buffy goes in for the hug. So there's this like
0: awkward. awkward... Like, oh, what are we doing? And m- most of what we see here is nonverbal. The two of them are like, ah, what are we doing? And they hug it out. And Angel immediately wants to have a minute alone with Buffy. Despite the last time he saw everyone, he was trying to kill them all.
1: Yes. And it is an odd thing, though, to walk into a room and instead of, like, greeting anybody else in the room, be like, hi, one person, can I go talk to you alone? Sorry I haven't seen anybody for, like, a million years.
0: He goes, listen, it's great to see everybody, but...
1: Yeah, with no acknowledgement to anybody else in the room.
0: This isn't Xander the regular guy's comic. Let's go deal with the main one.
1: Imagine if Xander had his own comic. No. Did that ever happen? Did no. Did he have his own no. series? No. Willow got hers.
0: She's visually interesting. Because she could go zip, zap, and pow with the magic.
1: And Xander can go look at my eye patch. Yeah, it's a fancy eye patch. Ooh, that could be what your Halloween costume is. Can eye patch me, Xander? I like that. Huh.
0: And Buffy and Angel finally talk it out. He's like, "Look, you could tell me to get lost. I know I just came here from England, but I did kill Giles that one time."
1: And then Buffy's like, "Yeah, but you also brought him back, so you, all's well that ends well."
0: And you were a Twilight at the time. Yeah, we were all a Twilight. We were having sex in space and being cartoon characters.
1: That was weird. They're still cartoon characters, technically. I guess. So, not a great argument on Buffy's point, but...
0: And Buffy immediately decides to make it where she's like, No, it's okay. I forgive you 100%. So, what happens next, you need to just not be weird about.
1: And then she grabs Spike's hand.
0: Yeah, pulls him into the room and they hold hands and she goes, Angel, we've got a lot to talk about.
1: Oh, it's so awkward. It, like, makes me anxious. <laughs> It's literally the worst way that this could have happened. Also, like, why would you not have prefaced this over the phone and been like, hey, or why would Willow not have said anything? That's what
0: even Spike says that. Angel immediately gets in Spike's face. He's like, this is how you tell me. He's like, I wanted to tell you over the phone so you could deal with it on the plane ride over.
1: Or even just like task Willow with that. I feel like Willow enjoys the drama enough that she would have actually been like excited about it.
0: But no, Buffy wanted to do it face to face for some reason.
1: Uh, she says maturity.
0: I think it's for the bickering.
1: And then Spike says, yes, because this crew is an endless font of maturity. I'm with Spike on this one. Willis should have told him.
0: And then Angel immediately becomes the petty child he is, and he storms out of the room. He's like, we have more important things to worry about. And Buffy tries to stop. He goes, no. It's fine.
1: No, actually, he goes, I said, period. It's fine. Period.
0: Pouty, Angel.
1: Is he ever not? When is he ever light-hearted and giggling, Angel?
0: That's fair.
1: Be funny though.
0: I do love Giles. Um, Giles goes up to Angel's like, "Oh, how's Faith? Uh, the last time I saw her, I was a hair insensitive. What saying the I choose Buffy over you thing?"
1: And he's like, "Yeah, she's she's okay. She's good. She's over in Magic Town. Like life is fine." I
0: do like that they I do identify that what Giles said was weird and strange.
1: It was weird and strange, even for a 13-year-old boy. And 13-year-old boys say weird and strange things every single day.
0: Xander asks Angel if he's been having weird and strange dreams about murder.
1: I'm going to say weird and strange more? Can that be the title of this uh, episode? No. Weird and strange?
0: No, I want to name it. I don't know. We haven't got there yet. We haven't found a catchy thing yet. And, again, I don't know why this information wasn't shared with Angel before, but, you know, I guess it's good to recap for everyone. If They're going to go out and go hunting, and Giles goes, Well, since Spike and Angel are the most susceptible, maybe we should leave the two of them behind. Why did you invite Angel, then?
1: Yes. Also, like, the way that they're talking to Angel, it's like they didn't actually tell him anything about what he was coming over to California for. They were just like, Angel, come to California. And he's like, Sounds like a great plan. I'll be right there. It
0: could be an intervention for all the drinking he's been doing. Don't
1: tell me about it till I get there. Yeah. It's just a weird, it's one of those things that it works in like a fake world, but you think about it in the real wor- world and you're like, there's a lot of logistics that really need to be worked out. It's like whenever people set up dates on TV and they're like, see you Friday night? Sounds great. There is nothing that was planned. Like you have one day, you don't have a time, you don't have a place, you don't have anything.
0: there is nothing sexier than hammering out details.
1: Details are fun.
0: They all go into the hallway to go hunt our case with their swords and scythes. One out of nowhere, a little spindly demon attacks him. He kind of has...
1: He's like a chainmail tail.
0: Yeah. His hands and feet are spikes, and he has no eyes. And he's green, and he has sharp, sharp teeth.
1: Yes. You know who he looks like? No. The sugar glider. Not really. Kind of. If you were scaly. I
0: guess, if you took away his fur and made him a demon. (laughs) And Willow tries to blast him, but he schwicks her with his tail immediately poisoning Willow, and she's dead.
1: She's not dead, but she is foaming at the mouth, kind of alarmingly. <laughs> and they're like, I have the antidote. And I was like, I have the antidote. Which, how did you even know that this demon was going to attack? How do you have an antidote ready for it? But I whatever. I think it's a spell,
0: an antidote spell.
1: Oh, sorry. How do you still know the antidote spell for that particular demon? Anyway. Yeah, she's,
0: yeah, she's not foaming a little.
1: <laughs> she's foaming a lot, and it's like pale green.
0: And we mentioned before in these arcs that Willow has set up Barriers that demons can't get into their respective apartments. So Giles drags Willow into one of the apartments.
1: <laughs> it just looks hilarious. <laughs> <foaming so> like... <laughs> at
0: the mouth. And Buffy and Angel and Spike all line up and they're ready to fight.
1: Except that because they're all rather independent beings and they're all rather irritated with each other right now.
0: Anything you can do, I can do better.
1: They don't really work together very well. They're not a good team. They haven't meshed yet.
0: I feel like this should be a bigger deal than it is. The three of them have only fought together once, and that was in 98.
1: Did you tell me you tried to buy that page?
0: No. A different one? No, I said it crossed my mind.
1: Oh, okay. Was it this page? No. Oh. Was it one of them fighting? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I remembered something.
0: I had an idle thought.
1: You have a lot of idle thoughts about art. <laughs> Few people have that many idle thoughts
0: about art. But I just feel like this should be a bigger deal. Like They haven't fought together in nearly two decades. And they're just kind of like in a hall and they're just going at it like, ah, no, we're all rusty. Not rusty. You've never done this before. Or you did it once.
1: But there's so many long black leather coats. How could they be wrong?
0: And the continued motif of this fight is Buffy and Angel keep on tripping over each other and like falling on top of each other sexily. Do they? They have sexy falls.
1: Is that what that is?
0: Yeah, even Spike's like, Bloody hell, I know you two can fight together without tripping over each other. That's the exact reading the actor would have given.
1: (laughs) And Buffy and Angel look into each other's eyes, and, and B- Angel says, "Sorry, Rust," you which says is just it's weird. Angel. Like, say, "Rusty," at least nobody's just like, "I have rust."
0: Well, Buffy decides it's time to Taylor Swift, it, and she says she's gonna shake it off and come swinging at the demon. I knew a Taylor Swift song.
1: I'm impressed that you put those two together in that moment. You know, like four of them, you just don't remember it.
0: Shake it off.
1: We don't really need to list the Taylor Swift songs, you know. I mean What's, we can
0: Is that like 21 or something? 22,
1: you're so close I'm feeling 22 um, You is, sing what, it is frequently Is one of them called Trouble? Yes, with the goats I still haven't showed you the goat video
0: <laughs> And there's a new one There's so many blank Oh, Bad Blood? Yes And Look What You Made Me Do Bam, got five
1: Do you remember Blank Space? No Do you remember Do you remember There's been a lot of them drops on my guitar? No
0: Do you remember? Definitely not
1: The Romeo and Juliet one? No. You Belong With Me?
0: Okay. Do you you know that one? Yeah, yeah.
1: Do you actually know that one? My friend thought that it was um, You Belong To Me for the longest time, and I was like, that's so much creepier.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, back to the fight. stop naming Taylor Swift songs I may or may not know.
1: Love Story was the Romeo and Juliet one.
0: Mm. They're having trouble killing it. They're stabbing it a lot, but he's just not going down. So the three of them have a plan where they throw the demon through the protective barrier in the apartment where he bursts into flame because it's supposed to keep him out. And everyone decides it's time for a one-liner. Dawn points a crossbow at it. She's like, it's not over yet. So everyone decides they have to one-up each other with a one-liner. Yes. Sure it is. He just hasn't figured it out yet. Lucky we're in an educating mood. Yeah, cool. You're all all saying things. (laughs) I don't know. Just kill it. And Buffy stakes the tail so he's pinned to the ground. And Angel and Spike swing swords, decapitate him, touching tips on the way through, and kill it.
1: And then he has this weird green blood that gets all over Xander. So that was Xander's contribution to the fight, getting the green blood on him.
0: And they have a post-fight powwow where Spike is sad because the three of them were fighting like the three stooges. Not as funny, but okay. A little slapsticky, I suppose.
1: I appreciate that Buffy's hair is must in this scene, as it should be. When you're fighting a demon with your hair down, it's not just going to be like, whatever, perfect.
0: The angel's like, yeah, we just need a little practice. We don't have time for a montage, angel.
1: And Willow staggers out of the room because Giles has... Antidoted her. Yes. I was going to say anti-venomed her. And it worked. So that's great.
0: And they start to analyze the demon when they discover that it's from another dimension. And Giles has the realization that Archaeus is controlling a portal... And that's why all these demons are getting in, like the soul glutton and the sculptor and the mistress.
1: Okay, because you had me watch that Avengers trailer not that long ago, I definitely thought you were going to say soul gem. You said soul Anyway. Sorry. And so, why has no fire alarm gone off yet? Is another question that one could ask about their apartments, but it hasn't. And they all decide that.
0: They're going to go get Arceus and get up a- his portal gun away from him.
1: Yeah, basically, that Giles has enough magic in him that he can create a.
0: Anti portal.
1: Well, I was really gonna say, like, a spell to figure out where the magic portal is, but.
0: Yeah, so they're Sorry. gonna go hunt Arceus again, unlike their last plan of hunting Arceus.
1: Worked so well last time, they buried him.
0: And they all suit up for battle. Crossbows, axes, swords. End of list, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking about how Deep Space is into guns now. I don't know why these guys don't get on top of the gun situation too. Just, like, add it to the arsenal, don't?
0: Oh, Deep Scan? What did I say? Deep Space. What's that? Almost a Star Trek show. <laughs>
1: Again, it's you. It's all of your things. They just meld together into one.
0: And Xander goes to apologize to Angel. He's like, "Hey, sorry. I'm so much bigger and stronger than you, and beat you up that one time." And Angel's like, "Yeah, I'm a masochist, and I kind of liked it. And if I wanted to stop you, I'd ripped your arm off."
1: Which is fair. Also, Angel's been giving a lot of side eye in all of these
0: issues. (laughs) He really does. So,
1: like, let's look at this really prime example of side eye.
0: Looking at Xander, (laughs) he said, "I agree. I deserved it." or you'd be missing limbs. Side eye. Side eye. <laughs> Eyes. Only Xander can give one side eye. Ooh, harsh. And Xander's like, I have so much repressed rage. How do you deal with that? And Angel's response was, I drag and I killed a lot of people. A lot of people. Now I kill demons and sometimes drink. You know, Angel, I think you have a pretty loose definition of sometimes. I think you have a problem.
1: Yeah. And then Xander goes, interesting approach. He later on down the page is like, Drinking and killing demons. Always willing to try new modalities. Which, isn't that what you do anyway, Xander? Don't you just drink and kill things?
0: Also such a big word for Xander.
1: Modalities? Yeah. Yeah, it is. He
0: just has a high school degree.
1: I guess so. It's a good word, though.
0: Um, and one of my favorite- Did
1: you ever graduate?
0: College, yeah. Um, I don't know. Because I guess the town kind of got abandoned.
1: Buffy didn't graduate.
0: No, Buffy's a dropout. Willow was in her senior year of college, but then everyone abandoned the town. So I don't know. I assume she finished her credits somewhere. That'd be a very Willow thing to do. Yeah. But one of my favorite things that we see is Angel and Dawn interact, which has never, ever, ever, ever been seen before, which is kind of cool.
1: So Dawn goes over and gives him a big hug because the coolest part about it is that With all of Dawn's fake memories, she remembers Angel, and Angel remembers her, but they've never actually met. Yeah,
0: they have a history together, but they don't have a history that anyone's ever seen because it's all implanted memories. And they hug it out, and Dawn's like, I'm glad we get a chance to know each other for real. And I kind of liked it. Yeah, it was really sweet. It's a small moment, and I'm not usually on the yay Dawn side of things, but screw it. A good moment's a good moment. I also
1: like how awkward this hug between them is. It's like a very, like... Little sister, like, big brother kind of hug. Like, it just looks super awkward. Yeah, Don has a big... In, in as pleasant a way as it should be. <laughs>
0: well, it's even funnier because Don gives Angel a big, like, 2 arm hug, and Angel can only give her a one arm hug because he has a broad sword in the other.
1: And he still looks, like, awkward about it. Like, he's, like, patting her back.
0: <laughs> there, there. I have sharp things. And they try and come up with a plan of action, and Angel thinks that they should split up like it's any good horror movie just because Archaea could be setting a trap for them. And Buffy quickly agrees that they should split up and shoves Angel and Spike to do f- different sides of a room.
1: Yeah, it's like she's making them captains of a team.
0: And they don't know how they're going to communicate being in separate teams. I guess no one has a cell phone.
1: Well, Willow says that the cell phones don't work on the BART, which is the San Francisco public transportation system.
0: And Andrew arrives quickly to solve the problem with his banana walkie-talkies.
1: Because banana phones are the way to go.
0: And Andrew greets Angel. <laughs> he goes, hey, Angel, don't know if you've heard the news. Proud game man here. That's right. I'm out.
1: And this is another Angel side-eye. And what does he say? You were in? Yes. I also like that you inquisitively cocked your eyebrow just like Angel did while you were saying that line.
0: You know what the worst is when I edit these things? Is when I'm listening back, just subconsciously, I start doing all the same. I talk with my hands a lot. I know you do. And when I listen back to myself, I start just waving my hands in the same way that I would if I was actually so saying weird. it. Yeah. So weird. Weird editing.
1: Well, it's like Cork. when you were talking the other night and you knocked an oyster out of my hand because you were gesturing
0: with the other one. I elbowed the oyster out of your hand. Easy does it. Flying <laughs> <Why> an elbows. <laughs> and Buffy splits up the team. Team one, Angel, Xander, Willow, and Giles. And Angel gets real up to me. He's like, why well, you put me on the team with the people who could take me down, those spellcasters? And Buffy's like, you go evil every other second. It's like, yeah, okay. Y-y-y. Well,
1: where are we headed?
0: All right, team End Angel. In the sewer
1: sounds great. I don't feel like we mentioned this. They're splitting up because... There are two magical trails that they're following. One is Archaeus and one is the portal. And so they think that the portal and Archaeus are going to be in different spots. And so they're following them to see who can find something first, basically. And then communicate via banana to reconvene.
0: Bananas are funny. (laughs) It's just a silly looking fruit. They're definitely the funniest of all fruits. Are they? I mean, kiwi's fun to say. Kiwi. So we go down to the sewers, where Angel is sad and talking about his feelings to Willow. Kind of. Willow's more talking at him, and he's being meh about it.
1: And Willow's like, look, just...
0: Don't take this personally.
1: Don't take it personally that, like, you're with the spellcasters, because Spike already got taken over by Arceus, so we're pretty positive that you're going to at some point.
0: And we already tortured him for, like, a day over it. You're next, buddy. (laughs) And she's like, so, what's up with Faith? He's like, oh, yeah. It's tense with that. It's tense with Buffy. I just... Oh, I screw up all my relationships.
1: No, Willow's theory, and it's a good theory in my world.
0: Yeah, I agree with it.
1: Because she's like, I just broke up with a demon myself. And basically the idea is that demons are static beings, but humans...
0: They're immortal.
1: The demons, yeah. But humans are very changeable. They're still flexible. They are moldable. And so the humans change, but the demons stay the same. And... That's why it just won't work out in the end between demons and humans. But she's thinking that because Spike recently got his soul, he's a, still in the changeable aspect of things. So Yeah,
0: you might have, like, a big thing. That was only a few years ago, and Angel's like, I got my soul back over a century ago. She's like, uh-huh, and how are you different from 1922? And gets all up. And he's like i used to be this brooding tortured mess racked with guilt half the time drawn from the world the other half jumping into these crazy grand gestures that were inevitably going to blow up in my face to try and make up for everything i'd and he stops and then he just you know pouts off
1: also side eye on this page at
0: willow yeah he does so much side <laughs> eye here we go down to the other sewers where spike and buffy are talking and spike is trying to explain how different he is from angel just ends up listing all their similarities like well he's irish
1: and buffy gets so mad that she's just like guard the rear
0: yeah just walks away spike and don talk about spike's feelings and don's like buffy has faith in you are
1: they in a feelings hallway
0: it's not the flash (laughs) if you watch the flash and they've never like said as much but there's this one hallway that everyone always goes into and i call it the feelings hallway
1: because whenever they're gonna have a like a an emotional discussion. talk. They go
0: into the feelings hallway. There's like, no wait. There's there's always like a no wait in that hallway. No, or yeah. can you come into this hallway with me? Yeah, I call it the feelings hallway. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm never wrong. <laughs> you, my
1: favorite part was when they had a crossover and characters who weren't on that show still use the feelings hallway <laughs> to talk about their feelings. That was my favorite.
0: <laughs> if you watch that show, you, that's just in your brain now. The feelings hallway. And Don tells Spike that. Buffy believes in him, and Spike's like, I don't believe in myself.
1: He's very Eeyore ish in this.
0: He is. And then everyone simultaneously is attacked by giant rat spiders, which means to be they're spiders with the body and head of a rat. And right? they're giant. And a tail. Yeah, they're probably two feet tall.
1: Shot in that. They're at least three feet tall. All right. They're giant.
0: And this is really just to visually break up the page because everyone still has to talk about their feelings. Back with Xander and Angel. I almost said Spike because they're the same person. Angel asks if Buffy's happy. And Xander says, yeah, she's happier than she has been in a while.
1: And Angel, to give him some credit, he's like, well, that's good. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't try to argue the fact that Buffy's happy.
0: And Xander gets confused. He's like, so how are you dealing with this? That's got to be weird. And Angel immediately changes the subject. He's like, so what's going on with Don with the uh, artificial memories? I got some experience with that. My son, Connor. And Xander's like, all oh, right, Connor, did he strap some people up to bombs? What was the point of that spell? This is supposed to take away everyone's memories of that. Also, why does Xander know about Connor?
1: Right. It's very confusing. It's
0: confusing when Willa knew about it in the show, and it's confusing why everyone just seems to know about Connor. Also, good job, Angel. let us You're so good at changing topics. You're like, talking about Buffy is really painful for me. Let's talk about Connor.
1: How can everybody know about Connor, but Angel casually fails to mention the fact that Fred is alive again?
0: Yeah. and
1: I mean, I guess, like, Buffy and Fred don't know each other, but still, Spike does.
0: Yeah. And Angel mentions that he was the one who implanted the memories in the first place. And then they went away and he kept on making real memories and blah-de-blah. Blah. And he goes, best thing you can do for the people you love is make good memories for them. Real ones. Whether that means you being in them or staying out. You know. Dun, dun,
1: dun. Meanwhile, there's like this orange black no, glow on him. No, no,
0: no. I, I don't buy it. I don't know why there's this seeming desire to keep Connor out of the books.
1: Because nobody likes him. I do. I
0: don't. The last two times they've parted, they're in a good space. They have a good relationship. Connor tries to actively be a part of Angel's life and Angel's like, no, no, you're better off without me compared to, you know, the first 17 years of Connor's life where it was all like, gotta get my kid back. Yeah. And now that Connor's like, okay, I'm ready to be in your life. No, no, I must do this alone. I don't know. I I know they're trying to justify it. I don't buy it.
1: Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the next... Season that got announced, right?
0: Nothing official.
1: The next season that might possibly happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the only thing, the only proof we have is Christos Cage and Joss Whedon meant to talk about stories. Let's assume they're...
1: Story time.
0: About that. And then, for some reason, everyone comes out of two different tunnels in the exact same location. At the port. Yeah. So, splitting up was pointless.
1: Yeah, they're like, wait, so the portal and Archaeus are together? Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, they... <laughs>
1: So the splitting up was so that we could have some feelings conversations, not all together.
0: And that's really what you have to do with ensembles. If you want people to get their bits and pieces and you kind of got to break them all up, it's hard for eight people to have a big conversation about their own individual feelings. Yes. Scripting-wise, yeah. Rationale, yeah.
1: Anyway, so we're all here to fight. And, and
0: Archaeus breaks a ship open. Yes. Just tears it open, and he's like, Haha, it's so easy to manipulate. And a bunch of the new vampires attack them.
1: And they see a box that's, like, glowing with purple and rather ornate. And they decide that that must be the portal box, which has a real name.
0: I don't think we've said it yet. Okay. I think they call it the Restless something.
1: The Restless Door?
0: Yeah. The Restless Door. And Xander sees the Restless Door, and he just goes with his axe and tries to hack it, pulling a Gimli, having his axe shatter on its mystical forces.
1: Yes. And Giles is fascinated by it. But Xander's, like, mourning the loss of his favorite axe, which I totally get poor Xander. But also poor choices to try and ruin the magic thing. You know, it's your own fault. So Giles is like, give me a minute, you guys hold everybody off, and I will try to work on this magic box thing.
0: And all of the vampires attack who are all in their giant bat form right now. Gross. Yeah. And Willow kind of takes them all out pretty easily. Or not all of them, but a good chunk of them. It just sets them on fire, so Arceus zaps her with his own magic... I feel like he should have a different magic color than her.
1: They both have green magic. It's weird.
0: It's just easier to discern if they have different colors. Yeah. Whatever. Neither here nor there. And
1: so Willow's out of the picture again for a little while. And now it's just Buffy, Spike, and Angel who are left to fight Arceus again together. This time, will they be more coordinated?
0: And Spike's like, hey, you gave us both bad dreams that brought us together. You had a terrible plan. (laughs) Ha ha. And Arceus just goes like, nah, I had a good plan.
1: He's like, time to be weakened by your greatest enemy. And then all of a sudden. Well, he has
0: a better. He just says, I gave you time. Time for your fears, hates, and doubts to rise to the forefront of your mind, making you susceptible to my influence. I'm not doing the voice (laughs) effect.
1: You went higher on that one. I know.
0: Time to be weakened by your greatest enemy, yourselves. And then, once again, someone's under the thrall. Again.
1: This time it's Angel.
0: And he stabs Spike, who's been stabbed for, I don't know, the seventh time this season.
1: Also, I like that Archaeus in the background is just laughing, but at the onomatopoeia is like bright red blood letters. Like,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like you lost the laughing somewhere in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, big surprise. Someone's under the thrall. Big surprise. Spike was stabbed. Welcome to season 10.
1: Yeah. Big surprise. Angel went evil again. I know. So things aren't looking great.
0: We're on to our last issue, and at the very end, we don't talk about the covers a lot, but I'm going to talk about this cover when we get to the very end.
1: Because I remember how excited you were when you saw this cover.
0: Yeah, and we'll deal with that when we get to the end of this issue. So we go back to Archaea's laughing. Just kept it going for a month, apparently.
1: And we're all falling apart, because Willow is, like, smoking green smoke coming off of her. Buffy is trying to break up Spike and Angel. Angel's still trying to stab Spike. It's all a mess.
0: Yeah. Spike knocks Angel off and the two of them start to have it out while Buffy just has to fight Arceus one-on-one. And whatever can they do? Just keep fighting, really.
1: Yeah. Willow gets back in the game kind of, but she's still like falling apart here.
0: And Arceus says that the reason that his magic works over even Spike and Angel is that he can't control them as easily as he can other vampires, but if he gives them something that they really want, then they'll just go for it, like stabbing Spike.
1: Yeah, makes sense.
0: And Spike fights back, not just with fists, but with words, telling Angel that he still has a bunch of daddy issues and he's still just doing what daddy tells him.
1: And then he pretends to be Angel's dad, which is weird.
0: Or that's how Angel sees him. Yeah. And Angel gets control again. He's like, no, never again. I shall never be a wee little puppet man again.
1: Doesn't say those exact words, but he is being a puppet and not the fun kind.
0: Yeah, so much less felt. His nose doesn't even come off. Well, it probably does, but it's probably not reattachable.
1: Well, it's like regrowable. It's regenerative. Know.
0: Probably not that much.
1: I bet his nose would come back. I don't know. I feel like things have been chopped off before on him.
0: And Buffy sends Willow to go help with the artifact. And because Buffy and Angel Spike are so in sync, they're speaking dialogue together.
1: We're sure.
0: While Willow goes, you you sure?
1: And in triplicate, they say, we're sure.
0: Ooh. And, you know, I'd like to say they have some grand plan, but it's basically hit it with pointy things.
1: And they do. But in enough unison this time that it
0: works works well enough. Spike gets stabbed twice more. Again, Mm -hmm. from chest to back by Arceus' angry spindly legs.
1: Yeah. Willow and Giles are still trying to work on the box because it's not working out super well.
0: Arceus is wounded And Willow has changed the vibrational frequency of the Restless Door. If only someone with a mighty blow and a mystical weapon could hit it, just ever so. So Angel and Spike perform a fastball special with Buffy, and she shatters the box with the scythe.
1: Is that what that's called?
0: It's an X-Men thing. Oh,
1: well there you
0: go. Whenever Colossus just throws Wolverine at a thing. Huh. They call it a fastball special.
1: Oh. Do you know what I appreciated about this arc in particular? Buffy is actually wearing clothes that are appropriate to the demon killing task that she has set out to do so frequently in this show and comics that is not the case which is a small thing i understand but i appreciate that she's wearing clothes and her hair is back that make this a very functional outfit
0: i like the fastball special they don't call it that but i do
1: yeah do you think that spike and angel's big long coats get stuck on things
0: they seem impractical
1: they do seem impractical
0: and with the restless store being gone Archaeus disappears for some reason.
1: He like runs away because he doesn't have his portal anymore, I guess. Yeah. But he definitely leaves under his own volition. Yeah,
0: and they're like, huh, what huh. happened to that thing? And they go, I don't know, it probably vaporized. They didn't look that closely because we see Thing from the Items family walking away with pieces of it.
1: Yeah, it's not very smart. Because hours later <laughs> when <hoping> they're back <laughs> at the apartment... I feel
0: like I'm making a lot of random references to this thing. I hope everyone's keeping up. I the got that one. Thing is a hand. He's just a hand.
1: Yeah, that can kind of walk on his fingers. Yeah. But de Hoffren's back to the apartment, and he's like, guys, you screwed up. You <laughs> left the pieces. And they're like, what?
0: He goes, you've won nothing. And Angel goes, oh, yeah, we've won so little. I'm just going back to England, even though technically nothing is resolved.
1: Yeah. He's like, I got some good people to put on it. Use phones. Use the banana phones. I don't care what phones you use.
0: Maybe say that it's Fred. Weird. And Angel goes to say his goodbyes now that... Arceus has been temporarily put down, says goodbye to Andrew, confused that he didn't know he was gay, met him twice. He's like, I guess, no, he met him three times because of that time that he kidnapped him. Is
1: that Buffy's apartment? Yes. Why does she have a framed fork, knife, and spoon? I don't know. It's weird, right?
0: And I do like this. Xander goes to Angel. He's like, so, uh, we're cool?
1: And Angel says, what do you care? You never liked me.
0: And Xander's trying to better himself, have more of an open mind and that he and Angel might have more in common than they realize, because they look at Buffy and Spike with Spike getting patched up from his multiple stab wounds.
1: And then Angel just goes, sure, we're fine. And I appreciate that Angel is just like, I don't even really care. Like, Angel doesn't really care if Xander likes him or not. Yeah. But I appreciate that he's big enough to be like, sure, whatever. If that'll make you feel better, we're fine.
0: And the best couple in this entire universe, Angel and Spike, have their goodbye. Mm Mm-hmm. And... They both were like, hey, you know, thanks for coming out. Couldn't have done it without you. And Angel then gets weirdly possessive. He's like, I can tell you care for her, but if you hurt her, Spike just goes, I'll hold you to it. And they shake hands and they part as friends. And if I was in Spike's shoes, I'd be like, f*** yourself, not asking your permission.
1: Also, can we talk about the fact that Buffy is a slayer and doesn't actually need either of them to protect her? Yeah, that too. Yeah.
0: And then the last goodbye, I guess second to last, because Willis still has to drive Angel to the airport. Yeah. (laughs) Bum he is.
1: So Buffy and Angel hug it out. They say goodbye.
0: And they agree to be part of each other's lives again since they've been apart for so long. And that Angel should investigate social media. Yes. And Angel says that he just wants for Buffy to be happy. And he can live with that. And he leaves.
1: And it's really sweet.
0: And then he ruins the moment about a second later.
1: Yeah. (laughs) With a
0: truth bomb.
1: When he's talking to Willow. Who, by the way, is back in corsets. We didn't really mention that.
0: Oh, yeah, that's her thing again.
1: But Willow's like, you, you you, handled that really well. I'm really impressed. And he's like, yeah, well, it wasn't that bad because...
0: Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, it's worth doing it. It wasn't all that hard. It's not like it'll ever last. You were right. Immortals don't change. Solar, not. Nah, he's still Spike. He fixates on someone, decides they're going to solve all his problems give his life meaning, make him stop hating himself. But they don't because they can't. And in the end, he drives him away, confirming what he's believed in himself, letting him wallow in self-pity for a while, then start all over again.
1: <laughs> and Willow just starts <laughs> off with, that sounds awfully...
0: Harsh? Yep. Uh,
1: I actually thought that she was going to say that sounds awfully similar when I yeah, read yeah. this the first time. But yes, it is harsh, but also very much like what Angel would do.
0: But then he gets really down. He's like, another... He goes, you know, that part of me kind of hopes that it works out so I can see that things can happen for guys like us but I've lived a long time and and never seen a happy ending my experience it's the happiness that always ends
1: and then the issue ends on that like
0: well and
1: not only the issue but this little arc
0: and something I don't like about that and I know that like mate if you're down sometimes you forget about like good things that have happened in the past but that just brings me right back to the very end of after the fall when Connor's alive and he goes. And, like, the two of them are in tears. He's like, Dad, is this a happy ending? And Angel, like, through sobbing tears. goes, I don't know. I've never had one before. And now he's like, there are no happy endings. <laughs> Shut up, idiot. Yeah. Um. With this being the end of these three, I kind of want to tackle them. Because these really are the main crux of this entire, you know, graphic Episode. novel. It's only three issues, but I kind of like that aspect of it.
1: Me too. I like that it's tight.
0: Yeah. Like, you can get tell the story you need to tell. Get in, get out. A big problem that so many modern comics have, I'm sure I've said it before many times and many spots, but writing for trades hurts stories. Yeah, I mean... Sometimes, if that's the story you're telling you, that's five or six issues, great. You squeeze it, you know, you work in the space you have, but a lot of times it's we got a pad for space because I have a good idea for a couple. Yeah. But not necessarily a whole story. Angel coming back is a big deal, and I like it.
1: Yeah, I, it feels, I thought they handled it well.
0: It feels similar to, like... The episodes where he would come back, where he would just come back, help with an issue, and get out.
1: Yeah, but the only one that, this bugged me a little bit, is he came back to help something, and they didn't actually solve it. Yeah. And and nothing is really set when he goes back either. It's not like, there's no natural break, like like, where Faith goes back to England because, or she goes off with Deep Scan because she's trying to get away from Buffy, and, you know, like, there's no... It doesn't feel as natural as it did to get Angel over there to send him away again.
0: Yeah. I mean, his own book is suffering for him not being over there right now. we'll talk about that next week. Or tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Depending on what timeline you live in.
1: (laughs) If it's ours, it's tomorrow.
0: But I also find this interesting because we finally really get Buffy, Angel, and Spike interacting after all these years. There's a little bit with season eight, but there's also the big argument that that's not, like, really Angel. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you get a lot of Angel and Spike talking about Buffy, Buffy and Spike talking about Angel, whatever the other combination I didn't say talking about the other one.
1: Buffy and Angel talking about Spike.
0: Yeah, but you, yeah, you get all of those, and you, we almost never get them actually all together. This is basically the first time since they've all, um, had sex with each other.
1: Weird. I did appreciate the fact that they made it three issues instead of trying to squish in a crossover into one just to be like, that was fun. Look, now let's get Angel back to his book before he's missing from it from it for a week.
0: And then I want to talk about the cover.
1: The cover of the third yeah. issue, just to be clear.
0: That cover got me immensely excited. I am a, obviously a big fan of all this stuff. Are you? And I like all the soap opera aspects of it.
1: Oh, do I know.
0: <laughs> and in the first few seasons, and even for a few seasons after that, I would even go as far as to say the last season of Buffy. I was on board for the on-again, off-again aspect of Buffy and Angel's relationship. But I'd say at about the end of 2003, maybe 2004, with some of the Angel stuff, that I would buy the two of them, like, still having a potential for an on-again, off-again thing. But at this point, it's been, like, 18 years.
1: Right, and in their reality, it has not been 18 years. It's been close. It's been a long time. It's not been, like... Two
0: seconds. Yeah, I mean, this is, I'd have to do my own count out again, but I think this is probably like 2011, 2012. If they broke up in 1999, that's too long to be carrying a torch for someone that you dated on and off again for a couple of years. But the reason that the cover got me excited is we see Angel standing in the background kind of reaching out and Buffy is walking away from him and she is throwing down the cross that Angel gave her way back in, I think, episode two.
1: Okay, now that I'm looking at it, her hand looks like she's just dropped something, but the cross is really large Yeah. and kind of in shadow, shadow's not the right word, but it's like a, like superimposed on top of the two of them. Yeah. But the whole combination together does make it look like she's throwing the cross on the ground. And
0: if Buffy is walking away from Angel, removing this thing from the past, that she is finally, definitely moving on. And that's what I was looking forward to in this arc. That they could go, we are 100%, there's nothing left at all and we don't get that we still get that little nugget of angel going like it's not going to work out so it's fine still the door is still open for angel
1: yeah and that's the weird part too is that like spike still has i mean hanging around in his past he still has drew and he still has harmony and they're both around too and so like that's all cool angel doesn't really have anybody else besides buffy
0: yeah i don't know go back i would have preferred more closure on that relationship that cover kind of tricked me into thinking that's what this was going to be, and I didn't get that, and that's really, I think, what I want.
1: Yeah, and it makes sense, too. Like, they, the thing that Willow says about how the immortals don't change, but the mortals do... We'll tie Buffy's, right into that. Yeah, Buffy's changed a lot since season three when they broke up for real. Yeah. And they've been uh, together-ish a little bit since then.
0: But, yeah, that was kind of the only downer for me is I was looking for that... I want that window to be closed. I hate that they keep on just leaving that crack there like, oh, I don't know. Well,
1: they, won't they?
0: Yeah. You know what? They won't.
1: I actually really love that they took Riley out of it all together and just like got Riley married off and like Riley is all by himself, like not all by himself, but he is
0: He's not totally obnoxious. out of the picture. Yeah. There's no will they, won't they with Riley.
1: Which Riley was my favorite in terms of like.
0: And Buffy even like made that drunken pass at him one time and he was just like, no, I'm going to leave the book now.
1: Yeah. I'll see you again when you come to rescue me in the other half of the book.
0: Yeah. But that's kind of that. Overall, I really like it. I'm still annoyed that Angel didn't mention that Fred's alive.
1: But the time has come to (laughs) move on. Especially because he's like,
0: I have some people I can talk to. Say it's Fred!
1: Yeah. Oh well.
0: And we start a one shot called Freaky Giles Day, you know, instead of Freaky Friday.
1: Right. And the cover shows adult Giles. Aww.
0: Banging up Buffy And we come into the middle of a conversation Because we really don't need the first part of this No, He's very excited because Willow can make him an adult again
1: Yeah, and Willow's like You can pick it for one day one twenty-four hour period And you can only have this spell done once So choose wisely And like any 13 year old boy slash you He's like, no, no, no
0: Well, he wants to say now 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 because he texts olivia so he can go have sex with her like oh my god i'm having such a dry spell it is gonna be years because i'm an adult in a child's body
1: and but the weirder thing is that i don't think he really tells olivia like what's up exactly
0: (laughs) he just texts her you up
1: kind of he says are you free
0: (laughs) and don emerges to tell buffy that their dad is on the phone their absentee father, Hank. His name is Hank. We called him, like, Greg or something before because we couldn't remember. Yeah. That's how absentee he is. We forgot his name.
1: And the Summers girls are about to have lunch with him. And nobody's looking forward to this because nobody likes Hank.
0: Willow then quickly does some of her mojo. Aptly raging Giles and two... Nope,
1: other... Appidly <laughs> raging Giles.
0: Aptly raging.
1: I've
0: had one sip. I'm just tired. And Willow uses some of her mojo to rapidly age Giles, because throughout the entire day he's going to age. And the, whole, the only reason it has to be like 24 hours is eventually he'll just, he'll continue to age no matter what, and he'll just become like a decrepit old man and die of Old aging. age, yeah. yeah. And he's turned into about an 18-year-old.
1: And luckily, Buffy saved a pair of his glasses, so that's good.
0: Yeah, so you can actually see. And he goes over to Olivia's apartment as an 18-year-old, and she's like, good enough!
1: (laughs) I know, she's like, wow. But clearly she knew what was going to happen, because she's like, already they have champagne, like, she's ready to go in this hotel room, and she's like, is that what she looked like when you were 18?
0: It's not champagne, but we're moving on.
1: What is it? Just wine? Oh, is that, is that like whiskey? Glenlivet?
0: Yeah. And Giles used about the first 12 hours of his day having sex. And then they also
1: got room service.
0: He's not sad about it. No. Well, if you weren't going to be an adult again for at least another five years, wouldn't you want to get room service?
1: Okay, but here's the thing, too, is that Olivia goes, I really have to go to work today. So here's my real question, Giles. Why didn't you pick a day when Olivia was free for the whole day? You have 24 hours. You couldn't have planned 24 hours where Olivia was free? Anyway, he didn't. So we move on. She's like, what are you (laughs) going to do with the rest of your day? And he's like, hadn't really got past this. So.
0: I had one plan. I guess I'll do other things. So he goes and he test drives the sports car. And then he calls his aunts to be like, ha ha, I'm an old man again, suckers.
1: And <laughs> they go, rapid aging, really, Rupert, how vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
0: And he comes back out. To try and give everyone life advice, Willow is going in for a job interview with Theo Daniels, the guy who ran Tin Can. Canon. He doesn't think she looks professional enough, And she's like, there's beanbag chairs and yoga breaks and a ball pit. I'll be fine. And Buffy and Donna are in a little bit of a tizzy. A Tizzy? I almost said tizzy. That's not a thing. A tizzy? Tizzy. There we go. Got there.
1: You didn't get there. I got there.
0: Got there I put the pieces myself. of your
1: words together.
0: Ugh. Oh, man. And Giles tries to give some fatherly advice about going to see their absentee father. And Buffy just shuts him down. She's like, you know what? No. We love you, but we don't need to watch her anymore. We know how to fight demons and stake vampires. If we need anything right now, help with real life. Someone to tell us how to be normal, healthy adults. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I don't think that's you.
1: Also, it doesn't work that way. You can't say I'm not trying to be a jerk and then say something jerky and have it all go away.
0: That's how it works. That's why people do that.
1: Oh, okay, cool. Like when they say, like, no offense, but...
0: And then Buffy realizes she was a jerk, and she's like, "You know what? Let's 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 deal with Greg Summers,
1: Greg Hank, Hank Greg."
0: So they go to meet Paul for lunch.
1: George, George Michael.
0: <laughs> he's gonna call him every bland name I can think of.
1: George and Michael.
0: I said Paul. George. This is my new one. Whatever. I'll well, just call him Hank now. And they go out to lunch, and this is probably my favorite art in the entire book because we see Hank, and he's being kind of. Nervous he has quite the
1: widow's peak as well.
0: As well? What are we talking about?
1: I don't have a widow's peak. Mm. Kirby doesn't have a widow's peak.
0: The dog? No. But Hank is, you know, being a little bit awkward and a little bit funny. And Buffy has just the greatest face of, fuck you.
1: Are you going to bleep that?
0: I'll bleep it. But that's what that face is.
1: I think you should say fudge. Mm. And so Buffy asks about Francesca. And Don corrects her and goes, Oh no, Francesca's history. The new one's Paige, right, Daddy? We see that Hank is not super commonly with the same lady.
0: Yeah, but he does mention that he is getting married to Paige. And Dawn's super excited. She's like, or at least she, she feigns excitement. Yeah. She's like, congratulations. And then, ooh, the biggie.
1: Yeah, and then Buffy goes, I see where this is going. How ugly are the bridesmaids' dresses? And...
0: Then it takes a quick 180 and goes self-fast. Yeah. Hank goes, um, here's the thing. Paige has kids of her own. We and really she, like you, Don. And we want to have a relationship with you guys. Well, she's okay with me having a relationship with you. Buffy, you've been in tabloids or on TV. She knows who you are and what happens to people around you. Don, we'd love to have you at the wedding, but Buffy, um...
1: Can you just, like, stay y- home that day?
0: We think it'd be best if you didn't come. I'm sorry, we have to think of the kids. And,
1: and I like I read that, I think, three times to be like, is this actually happening? The answer is yes. A
0: scummy guy. Yes. And then Dawn refuses. She goes, no, I won't be a bridesmaid now. <laughs> and Buffy gets sad. She's like, they're not wrong. Tara, Anya, Jenny Calendar, Giles. We have to say Jenny Calendar's full name in case you forgot who she was. She was less important.
1: Giles also has come back, so.
0: Yeah and boy that's an awkward lunch
1: and then we just leave them yeah like can you imagine what happens next there they're just sitting there and they haven't eaten yet there's no food so now they have to sit through the food portion of this
0: i know they've they're only at the chips and salsa part did they have guac did they have to pay extra for it
1: i don't know deep questions
0: and giles who's feeling sad about not being a father figure anymore goes out to get a beer with xander now that he's over 21
1: and on their way
0: they're, they get attacked by a demon. Who comes out of a portal. Arceus has sent a demon after the two weakest members of the team. Smart plan.
1: It is kinda of smart, yeah.
0: And they're about to die. Giles can't work his magic because he's not practiced <laughs> as an adult. And as Xander is about to die, Giles partakes in some quick vandalism, smashes a window, grabs a guitar, and breaks it over the demon's head, killing the demon.
1: Yeah, I feel like that Oh, would... I also
0: I guess Xander stabbed him. That helped too.
1: Yeah. Probably the stabbing with the traffic sign would help more.
0: Yeah, I suppose.
1: But out of nowhere, Willow rushes up and she's like, guys, are you okay? And they're like, yeah.
0: They must have theirs. just made it outside the apartment.
1: Yeah. They're like, I guess we got this, kind of. And Jazz is like, look, I am I am not safe to be in an adult form right now. Can you just, like, undo this? I know my 24 hours aren't up. It got to be close to it, though. Yeah. But he's like, can you just do the reverse thing now? And Willow's like, sure, sure. It'll take a couple hours to go into effect, so.
0: Giles is sitting on top of a roof having himself a fine whiskey. Because, again, if you become a Giles again, might as well enjoy yourself.
1: And Buffy comes on the roof.
0: It says that she's looking for him.
1: And they have a really lovely little chat. And she's like, look, it's true, I don't actually need a watcher, but but I do need you in my life.
0: Quite frankly, the last four pages in... I just don't feel like it's a very interesting show we were just doing. We could do all four pages of dialogue because it is just touching. It's charming. Touching. Yeah, it's great. I mean, for as much fun as, like, throwing Buffy at a demon is fun and killing things with guitars is great. It's these smaller moments that work the best for me.
1: I also really love seeing Giles again. The art on this was really lovely because you did see a difference between 18-year-old Giles and then as the issue went on, he aged slightly in every panel, and that was really fun to see. And now he's going backwards again because the spell is working in reverse. And it's just, she did a really good job, Rebecca. Did a really good job in, in making that happen.
0: And Buffy explains the whole lunch thing and Giles is like, sorry, you have a crap dad. And Buffy's like, it's okay. I had a non-crap dad.
1: And that was Giles. And he smiles.
0: I sh- shouldn't write these. It's a the reason you don't.
1: Because <laughs> you would th- say things like, apidly raging.
0: That got cut.
1: <laughs> again. I don't know. Apply Raging.
0: <laughs> Not even drinking.
1: Episode title, Appidly Raging. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Buffy asks how much longer Giles is going to be like this. He goes, I don't know, another hour or two.
1: Got any plans?
0: And Giles just goes, none whatsoever. And t- the two of them hug and cry as the sun sets.
1: And they just sit on the rooftop together.
0: Well, I understand why it's easier to have Giles work in the function of comics, especially in a different role. It was nice to see the character... In his old form again.
1: Yeah. And I also kind of like that they ran into some of the issues that they were running into in the in the TV show, too, that Giles, the adult, is not really... They don't really need a watcher anymore. Yeah. They need, they need like, a research partner, but they don't really need somebody to tell them, this is how you do things, this is what practice you can and do. And that's
0: always the thing that happens the most. Like, you can only have characters go so far before the, the idea of the mentor just doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, Giles was so much older than them that it was that the mentor couldn't turn into anything else. Like, Wes ended up turning into a peer. Yeah. But Giles couldn't really do that. Yeah. And he shouldn't have. It would have been super weird.
0: This should be Wes.
1: Wes was also, it was also a little bit weird when Wes made that transition, but it helped that he went to a new show.
0: And we start our last issue called Triggers. Yeah. I don't like that word. Triggers? I just feel like it's used too frequently. (laughs) In frequently, and I feel like it's one of many words, that has been perverted. Yeah. Whatever. Small side note of worth nothing. Buffy and Spike are helping Dowling on a case where um, women at a women's shelter aren't being raped, but they're agreeing to have sex with someone, even though they don't feel that they want to.
1: Right. And this happened to actually one of the directors at the shelter.
0: Yeah. And... They found a photo of the individual who's been perpetrating this. And he hasn't aged in 40 years. And Buffy and Spike together both say incubus. I don't think it's quite time to go to see a rock show. But hey, you know, teach their own terrible joke. Is a rock band? Yes. Okay. An alt rock band. You just spit on me a little.
1: Oh, whatever. So they get the story from the director. And she's like, I don't know really what happened. This was so not like me. But I met a guy, and he came over, and...
0: We had sex, and it was kind of like I was drugged? hypnotized. Yeah,
1: like I was drugged, but I wasn't drugged.
0: And I could ever prosecute against him because I agreed to everything, but it wasn't me.
1: She's like, if I was hearing this story, I don't I don't really know what I would think, but I, th- I certainly wouldn't feel the way that I feel right now.
0: And Buffy's like, it's okay. We're going to kill him, we're going to kill him good.
1: Meanwhile... Xander is playing video games with the kittens. The kittens are precious still.
0: And ghost Anya.
1: And she comes over basically just to tell him to get his life together. He needs to go take a shower. He needs to do something other than play video games with the kittens.
0: Just because he's in between construction jobs and he's sad and doesn't have a girlfriend. But she gets a little excited when Xander's like, Hey, you know, the kittens know that you're there. So I know that I don't don't have a tumor pushing on my brain.
1: And she's like, thanks, Xander.
0: Yeah, that is um almost helpful. Thanks, bud.
1: And just at that moment... Buffy and Spike go over there, and they're like, "You really need a shower."
0: Yeah, and Dowling has a different job that the supernatural crimes unit could use help with, and they can use Xander as a consult, as kind of a temp gig.
1: He's like, "Fine, whatever."
0: Or, or a pity job. Oh, well, you know. And Dowling brings Giles and Xander, who are being followed by Ghost Anya, over to see a psychic who has been giving some weird predictions. And they walk in, and they see a psychic named Lana,
1: and she's floating.
0: And we get a Ghostbusters reference. Do, 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 do. She's also kind of doo. Do, 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 do. And when they ask for her name, she goes, Dana isn't here right now, only Zool. Okay, she just says Lana isn't here right now. But no it, Zool it, whatever, apart. it's but a It's a Ghostbusters it reference. reference,
1: yep. And meanwhile, Spike and Buffy are still discussing the case, but uh, Buffy's taking a shower.
0: And Spike's like, Ooh, if you're in a shower, maybe I'll come join you. And Buffy kicks him right in the chest just throwing him out of that shower
1: i feel like she would have broken that sink that he falls against did she break the sink
0: no the sink seems to be fine it's a sturdy sink
1: it's a very sturdy sink then
0: and buffy jumps out of the shower grabs her robe covering herself up she's like spike are you okay he's like yeah no i'm fine she's like oh i I was just so shocked he's like "Uh uh-huh yeah sure it was and you definitely got clothed before you saw if i was okay because of that one time I tried to rape you in the shower.
1: And she's like, look, we've talked about this. It wasn't you. We've worked past this.
0: This is um, a difficult one for me. And I've gotten to the point where I wish they would just stop bringing it up. Because it doesn't work in terms of metaphor for me. It works in terms of the show. You could say, you know, the whole soul, no soul thing. And you can run with that to be a metaphor to a certain point. But you can't really say like, oh, no, you tried to rape me, but now you're a better guy. That right. That doesn't work in metaphor. This like it works in the, like the kind of the rules of the show of soul and no soul. Mm-hmm. But you, it's kind of hard to redeem the rape thing and treating them like they were the same guy. It's you just kind of got to. It doesn't work.
1: No, it doesn't really work. And it's kind of
0: uncomfortable in general to talk about.
1: It really is. And Spike makes it more uncomfortable because he keeps wanting to, he keeps wanting Buffy to absolve him of it. Of um, the
0: attempted rape.
1: And she. Does and doesn't at the same time. She's like, I just, we just need to move past this. And he's like, I don't think I can.
0: Yeah, and she's like, you know what? We need to go kill us an Incubus. Back with the psychic. She's ready to kill everyone with her ectoplasm. So we're really going for Ghostbusters here. And so
1: she, like, shoots out weird green
0: goo. Snot. Gross. Just a long last knot. snot. She's going to grab Xander, and Ani goes, Xander, look out! And... This psychic with her ectoplasm grabs Anya.
1: It's a weird moment. And Anya's like, you can see me?
0: No one invited you, bitch.
1: (laughs) And then Anya goes, you can see me?
0: And Xander throws holy water all over it, which takes care of all the ectoplasm, kind of resolves it quickly. And Lana falls out of the air where she was floating, now just a regular lady, unconscious. And Xander's cradling her in his arms, and she comes to for just a second. She goes, zuh, zuh. I love how... They identify that Xander really sounds like it starts with a Z. Yeah. z z Xander Harris, the soul of Anya Jenkins, is at rest. This presence that's believed to be her is not.
1: And Xander's face is just, just sad. Like, it's not mad, it's not, like, scared, it's just like... It's kind of
0: a bombshell on his it's life. It's like
1: the one thing that he had was the ghost of his ex fiance, and now he doesn't even have that.
0: And back at the Women's Center, Buffy has set a trap just knowing that the Incubus likes to have repeat victims. So he's going to come back for the director. And the director talks about how she's learned from these women that kind of the most important thing about getting past these kind of assaults is learning to love yourself and a few other odds and ends. Yeah. Really glossed over that important topic.
1: Yeah. And what she tells Buffy is she says, everyone handles it differently. Me, personally, I draw strength from seeing other people, helping them find it. These women are so strong. I remind them it's not their fault. They shouldn't be afraid of how they feel or embarrassed or dismissive. Holding it in doesn't make you strong. Talking, living, loving others, but most of all yourself, that makes you strong. And then Buffy gives some side eye.
0: I think that's more of a thankful side eye. I'm glad we took the moment to actually deal with the main theme of this issue. And then stuff going, you're like, you know, another stuff.
1: Yeah. What was that accent? Uh, the stuff. And she's like, look, you just, that's... That's what you gotta do. You can't just give up. And you can't ignore it. You can't push it away. You have to kind of push through it.
0: And the Incubus shows up with the most charming opening line. Hello, little pigs. Unlock the door and let me in.
1: Like a Three Little Pigs reference, but there's only two of them.
0: And they don't have any hairs on their chinny-chin-chins.
1: Probably not, no.
0: And he uses his Incubus powers to open the door and it looks like he's about to have his way with Buffy when Spike comes bursting in through the window and Buffy's like hey guess what bitch I'm a slayer Your dumb crap don't work on me and she cuts his head off
1: yeah and his blood is blue which is weird kind of like a teal
0: and that's the end of that story well at least the end of the we killed the incubus thing and now maybe Buffy and Spike have a chance of moving on and they talk about it for a little bit
1: and Buffy's like look the thing that you she's like I was the victim in this you weren't So you can't keep making it about you. You can't keep making it where I need to forgive you because I need what I need.
0: And she just says, I'm going to deal with it differently every day. It's not going to be consistent. There's not kind of a defined roadmap for how I cope with this. She goes, but sometimes I could just use a hug. That's really sweet. And we finish off with some Xander and Anya stuff. Anya's excited that she could be a real girl again, potentially, and Xander considers telling her the truth and then being the sad sack he is chooses not to and asks Anya if she wants to watch wrestling
1: right it's just it's just heartbreaking he doesn't have anything and now the one half thing he has he found out isn't real but our last scene of this issue
0: is anya or ghost anya or not ghost anya in a cave
1: it just says elsewhere
0: yeah and a disembodied voice is talking to her Saying that Xander is a susceptible state, that Anya's performed her tasks well. But she mentions that she never remembers these kind of reports and these meetings that she has with this unknown entity. We'll call them the big bad for this season. Spoiler. (laughs) Well, it is. Not saying who or what.
1: And Anya's like, you promise you won't hurt him? Because I care about him now.
0: But then she also goes, he doesn't think I know, but he found something out. I'm not really Anya, am I? And the disembodied voice just goes, does it matter when this is all over? You'll be as real as she was.
1: Harsh, Weird.
0: Mm. And that's the yep. end of that arc. I like the first one shot a lot. The Giles one. Because, I mean, even though so much of last season focused on the resurrection of Giles, and it's been nice having Giles back in the mix, and he certainly has had his own arc, it's nice when we could get one-shots that just focus on a single character. Yeah. feels like it just gets to flesh out their story a little bit more, because, you know, on some books, you don't always get that. Like, even that Buffy and Angel thing was all about Buffy, Angel, Spike. Get to the background, everyone else.
1: And I also like, too, that the Giles becoming an adult thing was not just like, look at all the things I can do now that I'm an adult, but it was also like...
0: How do, How do I function I... within this group now? What is my dynamic with the rest of you?
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I like that that was actually the main focus of it. Not just like, look at Giles having fun for 12 hours.
0: Yeah. The last one's a little weak. Like I, I said, it. I I just want to move on from the rape thing just because I don't, I can't get my brain around it working functionally within a metaphor. I can deal with Buffy having to cope with that and trying to get over it. But I also don't think you can also simultaneously work in Spike dealing with his own treatment of that situation. Yeah. I just have to separate it as like pre and post soul, like they were two separate guys.
1: Like Angel and Angelus. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the only way that I can rationalize that in my brain and have it be like, yeah, I don't know. That's my thought on it.
1: I agree. And I think that the first, the main story and then the first one shot were both really strong character pieces.
0: And the I sound thing. like you. <laughs> Sorry. And the Anya thing is a nice twist. It's also been so strange how little Anya's been mentioned and now she's, air quotes, back in this season. And it was kind of nice with the idea of like, oh, maybe Anya's coming back and all that, but no.
1: Yeah.
0: And a little bit more heartbreaking for Xander because that's the rule of this show. Xander can't be happy. Wah, wah. Oh, well, he'll get over it.
1: Thus ends this arc in this episode. But next week... We're on to Angel and Faith again, but minus Angel for most of
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, because... We're on to Faith again. (laughs) And Fred.
1: Faith and Fred. The
0: Faith and Fred book. The FF.
1: That's never happened before. There's never been one of those.
0: Yeah, I guess that'll do it for this week. If you want to find the show, editorsnotecomics.com on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you want to get the show a week early, patreon.com slash editorsnotecomics. Minimum of a buck a month will get you us a whole week early every single week, because we're going to stay on top of our recording schedule. (laughs) And I guess I'd introduce note comics at gmail.com. If you want to reach out for any kind of reason. Did you say? Great review, subscribe.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going for.
0: Do that one. I like that one. I like seeing our numbers go up.
1: Yeah, I like to beat the Jared show.
0: I'm addicted to it.
1: That's a Britney Spears song. Toxic.
0: Okay. Um. But yeah, that'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week for Not Angel. Bye. An angel, we'll call it.